Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, this is The Standard Podcast and I'm Mark Blunden. Our political editor Nicholas Cecil reports an exclusive Ipsos poll for the Evening Standard released on Wednesday found 57% of British adults believe Brexit has been more of a failure, with just 13% saying it's been more of a success, and only 12% of respondents said quitting the EU has benefited the economy. The UK left the continental trading bloc in January 2020 following the 2016 poll that saw Leave voters beat Remain 52% to 40 Remember all those promises about extra NHS millions and frictionless trade deals? Now more than four times as many people see Brexit as having not worked than those who believe it's gone well. And the Standard's front page reflects that sentiment with the headline Rue Britannia. According to the Ipsos poll, young adults, Londoners and graduates are particularly disappointed groups. And here's the view from Liverpool Street Station, courtesy of Standard social video producer Chloe Cobham. Why did this happen? It shouldn't have happened. And actually, if you go back and look at the political environment, nobody wanted it to happen anyway. It was a big mistake. I woke up the morning that we came out and I just wept and wept and I've been weeping ever since. There's nothing good around it. No one has a good thing to say about it, at least in my generation anyway, sort of millennials and sort of going on to Gen Z and stuff like that. The impact is appalling on our trade, on our policies. My biggest worry is human rights. Meanwhile, Health Minister Dame Andrea Leadsom, a prominent campaigner for leave in 2016, has denied Britain's EU splits turning into a shambles despite growing public disenchantment with Brexiteers' wildly inflated promises. Because from Wednesday, the government now requires imports from Europe of chilled and frozen meat and fish, cheese and dairy items, along with some common types of cut flowers to be given a certificate from a European vet or health inspector before entry here. There are warnings the new red tape will add £330 million a year in business costs and drive up prices. To discover more, we're joined by the Evening Standard's Deputy Political Editor, Jitendra Joshi, who's speaking to us from the House of Commons, where the signal's not always great. Jit, this new red tape sounds like terrible news for Brits who are partial to continental delicacies. Possibly not great news for fans of French cheeses and flowers from Holland 
But the government insists that these checks won't lead to any serious disruption, that it's got mechanisms in place to ensure that imports continue to come through smoothly. Now, these uh, checks were required under Britain's withdrawal treaty with the EU when Brexit came into force four years ago. And the EU on its side has been doing similar checks on goods coming from the UK into the single market. But on our side, the government applied grace periods to defer the checks during the COVID pandemic, notably fearing even more disruption to the economy. Despite the government's assurances, there are warnings from trade groups down to individual florists on your high street that actually we've been here before. Every time the government assures us things will be fine, they're not fine. And uh, we might conceivably see disruptions coming through Dover, for example. But coming on the fourth anniversary of Brexit and all the promises that were made, it's another reminder that actually this has not been uh, smooth and friction-free, as we were told it would be. Will this lead to higher prices for consumers? That is one concern. So I was listening to an interview with a food producer in Italy who said that because of the way this has all been structured, it's now going to be simpler for them rather than exporting their fresh produce directly from Italy to Britain. They're going to have to go via the Netherlands to take advantage of bulk freight pricing there, but nevertheless that it's going to increase their prices a bit, albeit not as much as if they continue going straight from Italy. The point is that however you do it, there is a cost involved and certainly we're hearing from food producers, florists and so on that consumers might well end up taking a hit. And the government messaging, all that spin about frictionless trade deals has really changed. Reality has caught up with them and arguably... It was always, shall we put this politely, always a bit of a stretch at the time when those promises were made. Plenty of people on the Remain side said, actually, this is delusional. Of course, there are going to be pretty radical changes if you get what you want. We were promised not just by Andrew Ledson, but by Boris Johnson, most notably, that no, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about a thing. We'll be out of the EU, but not out of Europe. That it's in everyone's benefit to continue trade as we have been. So inevitably, though, this is a big legal and political change and there are consequences to that. Plenty of people warned it at the time and they were written off as Ramonas and uh, purveyors of a so-called project fear. Well, actually, all of those warnings have been vindicated and now people like uh, Dame Andrea say, well, it was always foreseen there would be disruption. Well, actually, at the time, that's not what they were telling us. Let's go to the ads coming up. Just what did become of all those hopes of top international post-Brexit trade deals? Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. The four-year anniversary poll in Wednesday's Evening Standard really highlights the growing post-Brexit disenchantment through the pandemic and cost-of-living crisis. How's the government been trying to spin this? What the government has been able to say throughout those crises and, and during the war in Ukraine is that all of the economic dislocation we've seen is down to those other factors. Well, eventually those were going to fade as factors and we were going to see more starkly the costs associated with Brexit. And, and that's really becoming apparent in a, in a sense the government's running out of excuses and we're seeing that in the polling. People really do appear to be fed up with they were promised many things. Those things are not happening. And over time, the sort of remnants of the old Remain coalition, people like Gina Miller, who now leads a small fringe party called True and Fair, she's uh, this morning out with her own poll, pointing to a majority of 18 to 26-year-olds wanting to rejoin the EU. So she says time is on their side and, and they're going to play a long game in the hope that one day we will actually rejoin. So what did happen to all those promises of rich and varied trade deals with the likes of America? Well, we have no US trade deal. The Biden administration isn't particularly keen on trade deals generally, not just with the UK, but uh, that's not going anywhere. The government has kind of hinted, Kemi Bednock, the business secretary has hinted that maybe things might shift if Donald Trump gets back in the White House. Now, that brings up a whole other set of questions, but that's one perspective. We have 70-odd trade agreements elsewhere, but critics would stress that actually almost all of those were just renewals of the UK's trading relationship with the EU. There's nothing really new in those. They're just rolling over things to continue the status quo. In terms of what actually has happened that's new, one example is Australia, which again attached huge criticism because even um, ministers in their more reflective moments will, you'll hear an admission that actually maybe in our rush to get some sort of post-Brexit deals to, to shout about, we sold out UK farmers, for instance, in, in the Aussie deal. So that's new, but not something people boast about so much now. Another that Andrew Letson was talking about this morning, which potentially is more significant overall, is a big uh, deal with uh, a trans-Pacific block of nations. Essentially, it covers nearly every major economy on the Pacific Rim. Britain is the first country outside of that region to gain access to it. And it's certainly true, as Dame Andrew was saying this morning, when you look at the trends for growth around the world, the Pacific Rim area has got a lot more potential and it's certainly growing much faster, not just economically, but in terms of population growth, when you look at India and China and so on. That's where the growth lies in the future. What's Labour's post-Brexit policy around all this? This is a tricky area for Labour. Now, going into an election where they're targeting 
the so-called red wall seats that Boris Johnson seized in 2019 on the back of his promise to get Brexit done. Labour, Sir Keir Starmer, do not want to be seen in any way as undermining that achievement of Boris when he managed to get through to voters, especially working class voters in Northern England and elsewhere, who were just fed up of the whole process, who felt that they'd voted for change, they'd voted to get out. Now they just wanted this deal to happen. There's plenty of buyer's remorse, of course, and opinion polls show plenty of disenchantment, including a new poll we have in the paper today. But equally, there's no great appetite to rejoin the loyal to rip up the whole agreement when it comes up for review next year now. Assuming we do get an election this year, that that would be among the first uh, major orders of business in in terms of relations with Brussels. Um, But there's no sense to make any great compromises. So we'll have to see uh, the devil will be in the detail of that one. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.